0: everybody welcome back to another edition of the teardown my name is jeff luck and i'm along with my co-worker here jordan bianchi we are at daytona international speedway as we start recording this it is 3:47 a.m on monday morning good how about morning. that jordan do we
1: say good morning do we say good, good morning
0: night? <laughs> yes for sure good morning uh i'm not uh i'm still sort of running on adrenaline here it's starting to i'm probably gonna get tired here by the end of this podcast maybe maybe cranky jeff will come out by the end of the podcast but right now no i um, still excited to be here uh just we just finished writing our stories our post-race stories yeah. uh about michael mcdowell winning the daytona 500 what
1: i don't know about you i wasn't surprised
0: that's okay <laughs> now now okay you guys you guys this is un- unreal okay jordan you would think he's kidding that he wasn't surprised right but he was not kidding because we did these. Uh, we did this article uh, beforehand about, uh, you know, because The Athletic has a partnership now with BetMGM. So they said, why don't you guys do some suggested bets? Look up the bets on BetMGM and see what bets you guys would think are you recommend. So we recommended, oh, you know, some sure bets, easy money, you know, this stuff to do. I don't think any of those probably happen. Like Ryan Blaney gets a top five or something. I had
1: Austin Dillon in the top five, too, by the way.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> But this is what Jordan had in this article, okay? Jordan's long shot bet. Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500. That's pretty good. Uh, You said front row motorsports puts a lot of emphasis on its super speedway program. And Michael McDowell has shown a knack for scoring good results in these types of races. Add these two factors together, and there is reason to believe McDowell will find himself up front on Sunday. And if you're in the mix late at Daytona... Anything can happen. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good, Jordan. I had a friend
1: of mine actually put some money down because he read that. Um, he's a little bit of a degenerate gambler, but you know that's okay. But I mean, in all seriousness, um McDowell's really good in these races, and it's, he's oh, he's one of those guys that just kind of overlooked. I mean, was it two thousand eighteen? He and Logano were in the mix late with Hamlin, and so I mean, he's just good in these races. And front row is really good in these races. They've won a Talladega before. They've won here a couple, almost won here a couple times. So. I mean, they're just – these are the places that teams like Front Row know if they put a little bit of work on, they have a chance. And it's hard to get wins. We understand that. But you keep putting yourself in position. Eventually, things kind of come your way. And, and eventually – and tonight it did.
0: Well, and that's why – you know, I, I think this is certainly an upset, right? Oh, absolutely. But it's not, it's not a shocking stunner. No. Um, it's not like Trevor Bain. Not even close. Uh, or Derek Cope or something not like not that. Not even close. No, because – um, like you said, I mean, for all the reasons you said, I mean, he, this is a guy who's been in contention. We, we mentioned him as a dark horse, you know, kind of thing. Um, now would I have actually put, you know, a significant am- amount of money down to like win it? You know, I might've said, oh, okay, I'll put him in the top 10 or put him in the top five or something. Um, but you know, he'd never want a cup race at all in 371 starts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and gets it done. Now, this is really interesting to me because, um, well, I, I don't know where we should start with this. First of all, you know, if anybody's listening to this, you're really gonna have to forgive us here. We're uh we're running on fumes. But um, why don't, why don't we just start at the beginning of this day yeah. and we'll just kind of go through it. Cause this is a lot happened today. I, I
1: don't think you can dissect the end of the race because the way this race played out was impacted. I think significantly yes. by what happened on lap 14, 15 there.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent that, and it, you know, something that happened seven hours before
1: the end of stage one. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you know what t- Hang on, what time is it right now? Um, well. So, 3.50? 350. So, the race was going on about 12 hours. 12 hours ago, the race was going on. Well, and what,
0: on. what time did we get to the, the track today? 8, uh, eight something, You right? got here a little eight bit before I did, yeah. 8.30 or 9. Yeah, right around there. So, this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be close to a 20-hour day by the time we're out of here. 2014 years,
1: right? Daytona 500 uh, is my record. I didn't leave here until like 5.30 in the morning.
0: That's, Yeah. I, I think there's a good chance we could see the sun, st- sun come up by the time I edit this podcast. It's like being at the
1: Rolex all over again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So anyway, back to the uh, the point of hand. <laughs> see, I told you guys we we're going to be a little bit punch drunk here. Um, so yes, we show up. Uh, the The sun is shining. Yay. Uh, you know, it looked like, oh, it's not going to rain after all. We've avoided it. Beautiful day. Nice forecast. Sunny. Sunny,
1: warm, yeah. hot. Yes, it was hot. We were, we're like, watching inspection. We were like yeah. sweating.
0: <laughs> We were watching inspection. We thought the big story of the day was Bubba Wallace having to go to the back. Turned out that was quite lucky for Bubba Wallace. It, it was yes, because um, on lap fourteen when the race starts, um, the big one hit yeah. early. A lot early, of aggressiveness
1: early. early. A lot of guys jockeying around. I don't know if they thought weather was coming and you know this race wasn't going to get past halfway. But that was really. I think aggressive. they were just really anxious to race. That's or probably whatever, that too. And,
0: and you know. Yeah, anyway, Christopher Bell just made a mistake. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of experience in these cars. He was running up front, made a mistake, and uh set off a whole chain reaction, Almirola, and Bowman and Blaney and all these really good cars. I mean yeah, like you said, yeah. guys who
1: really we all thought were gonna be in the mix for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean my pick was Almirola. I thought I had your Blaney. pick was Blaney. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're taken out like like that. Um and and like you said, so then the rain comes, first of all, like oh my gosh, that was! I really thought it was going to get rained out. And you're just like, why is it such a late start time? This race could have been over by now, and it's just getting started. And just for the second straight year, because I think last year's Daytona 500 got like 19 laps in, um, and then it got rained out to Monday. And then this one had 14 or 15, and you're like, great, just great. But anyway, um, by the way, I was – Pretty sure. I think they were pretty close to calling it
1: uh, around 7:30 p.m. My understanding was, and I was talking to a few people about this. I, I mean, yeah, they were close to. <laughs> they were it. they were close to calling it twi- I, My understanding is at least once for sure, around seven, seven thirty, somewhere in there, eight mm-hmm. o'clock, and then yeah
0: but that, that uh, they were showing a replay of the clash.
1: And it ran long, it I think. It
0: was going long, and I think that kind of gave them enough time to say, you know what, we're actually making a little bit of progress here. Why don't and, we see how far we can go? And the go? rain, it stopped. But it looked like there was more rain coming, it did. and it somehow didn't affect it, or kind of just went around us, or dissipated, or whatever, at night. And so anyway, they end up um, restarting the race, but as we all know, I'm sure you guys all watched Daytona 500. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. From that point on, it was pretty much a single file parade for the most part. And yeah. as you as you referred to earlier, I think that, I mean, from what the driver said, from what we think, you know, there, there was a couple reasons, right? F- so first of all, this package is outstanding. This super speedway mm-hmm. package is outstanding. But you really have to have enough uh, cars to have the energy to make both lines work. And when you take out that many good cars, um, I, you're not really going to be able to have enough help to form, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody can just, you only have 20 cars out there. They can all run up against the wall. And then you saw it was one of those races where every time somebody tried to make a move, okay, I'm going to do something here. They they couldn't get help or they'd fall back. It just didn't work. But second of all, I think in in addition to not not having enough momentum with the, with the lines and enough energy in the field, I think them seeing that, people were racing too hard early they're like we don't need to do this there, there's no point
1: and yeah. there wasn't and I mean it makes sense just you know a lot of these guys are out on the sidelines i mean there was 11 12 cars out of the race pretty much from the drop just get to the last 30 40 laps put yourself in a decent position and then we'll make a move and that's kind of what unfolded and then you had the interesting pit exchange there late because denny hamlin took control of the race and let, you know one stage one one stage two and really i mean led far and away, dominated this race. 98 laps, I think. Yeah, and there was a couple of times he was challenged. Bubba Wallace had a good, good opportunity there at the end of stage, two. It which just like, everybody's content. But then the Toyota cars were really in control of this thing. They were running one, two, three. I think they are running top three and maybe even top four. And then that pit strategy, though, where the Ford drivers pitted well before the Toyota guys, and then as things shuffled out, they were able to hop ahead of them, and that changed everything. Well,
0: the Toyota drivers didn't come off Together. together they were separated and then by the time that pack caught them there was nothing they could. i mean they just went through them
1: and like. that comes down to numbers because there's only mm-hmm. five toyotas in this race and martin trex jr was sidelined pretty early and at that time ted bell i think bell had already been damaged a little bit so he had fallen kind of back a little bit too so they just didn't have the numbers
0: yeah and and really that's a, that was a, a race losing thing for hamlin right there because hamlin toward the end ends up getting close I think he ends up finishing uh fifth yep and you know so you know he he was four four spots short of a 3 peep. but um unfortunately for him I mean that was it really wasn't anything he did wrong it just know? worked it out just was a- I,
1: and I think we're all banking on the same thing is everybody I think was thinking there's going to be a rash of cautions there's this is how these races tend to play out at Daytona tell day, guys you get one caution then you get another caution then you probably get another one and we didn't get that, and it just ran green until the final, you know, corner.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone back and looked, but now that you say that, I mean, was was all of stage three green? The entire uh, stage three? I, I'm not sure, but I it, feel it like was it was long because they had an entire green flag run. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been the entire last stage of the race was green. Wow. I believe
1: it was. Don't yeah. hold me to that, but I believe it was.
0: Um, anyway, we might we might be forgetting one incident, but yeah, you get the point. I mean. It is very rare to see a Daytona 500 play out like that, though. Um, you know, sometimes we've we've seen in the past, like, oh, there's a chance it could play out like this, and then the whole, you know, caution comes out, and the whole strategy gets jumbled up, and and everybody's bunched up again. And then there's a bunch of wrecks and all that stuff. But it was really interesting. And then, you know, obviously, you're you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for somebody to make a move, and you're just like, you know, is anybody going to jump out of line? But I'll tell you what was really interesting. Jordan is that Michael McDowell said his he he was thinking about this whole thing through right and he said I'm gonna push Brad Keselowski I'm gonna get on his back bumper and no matter where he goes I'm gonna go because he said I know Keslowski's not gonna jump out of line you know with three to go or something he's like I I know he's gonna he's gonna try to win this race himself and so he was like I'm gonna be on his back bumper now I've seen some people on Twitter talk about they think um, McDowell pushed Keselowski, got him out of shape, and then that's why Keselowski hit Logano. I don't think that's true. I've seen some angles, uh, multiple angles. Uh, I, I don't think that Ke- that McDowell caused the keselowski Logano incident. Um, I think that, in fact, McDowell said they got disconnected right before mm-hmm. that, that he had pushed Keselowski out, um, but they briefly got disconnected. And that actually, by them getting disconnected when the, when the wreck happened, that allowed him to sail through without getting involved in himself. But I think what happened there was just, I mean, and tell me your interpretation of this, Jordan, but to me, you know, Logano's leading, Kozlowski comes with a huge run and Logano at the last second it wasn't even a stupid block I don't think it wasn't like an aggressive block no
1: it was a very subtle block yeah he
0: just kind of tried to shift down and it was just slightly too late I mean it's just it's just it's a racing deal it's just one of those last lap things just like Almirola and Dillon
1: yeah I was really curious how Kozlowski was going to play that because we know Kozlowski wants to win this race he's never won it before it's the one crown race he's number one but it's your teammate. How aggressive are you going to be in this situation? Because if anything you do could hurt you and him, and then all of a sudden Penske's not winning this race. So I was really interested to see. And it looked like, for a good chunk of it, it looked like Keselowski was kind of content to, to ride there, and then he got a run on the backstretch. I don't
0: think – well, I think he was just waiting. I think yeah. he was just waiting. I, no, that in yeah. retrospect, yeah. that's what
1: he was doing. But at the time, as things were unfolding, you're watching this going, wait a second, is he, you know, he going to play wingman here? and he and he didn't.
0: Well, if you you know, when you watch these races and it, it it makes sense that nobody, you know, the white flag you know, I'm typing on on Twitter like, okay, they just took the white and still nobody's made a move yet, right? I mean, and that that's really what happens because if you make a move even with two to go and you jump out of line, yeah. you're going in the back. Nobody will go with you. We in these single file train situations. Yeah, I'm I was going to say,
1: especially today when you've got everybody running single file. We saw it many yeah. times. Chase Elliott tried to make moves early. Bubba Wallace tried to make moves late, and he ended up getting shuffled back. So, and we
0: hadn't seen one of these train races for a couple of years because yeah. this package has been so good they can race side by side. And these races have been phenomenal. So that was that was a letdown, obviously. That you know we didn't we didn't get to see that. But you know going back, it's just that first wreck changed so much of this race. Um, it, it just, the whole dynamic just shifted. And I just think that I don't, you know, the drivers themselves were sort of wondering out loud, like how come we didn't go or how come nobody wanted to make a move? But that's just that that's the nature of these races. And, and you could tell that there was going to be a scramble on the last lap and they were probably going to wreck and there's probably going to be a caution. I think I tweeted that, <laughs> you know, a couple laps before it happened. Like it's just, we've seen this enough times. It was very, yeah. it, the ending was very predictable in a way that something's crazy is going to happen. There's going to be a violent wreck. They're going to not make it to the finish. This was
1: an especially violent wreck too. That was, I mean, that, was that was, there really was a scary. moment there where I was kind of having flashbacks to last year. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, I because, was like, "Oh man, Keslowski might
0: be in trouble here." Yeah, because His wheel came off. He like went up and he got defense, airborne. Fireball. He went. Yeah. He got
1: airborne. Got and then there was the fireball, and it was then he got hit a couple times afterwards, and not the same impact as as Newman last year, but just everything like involved. Kyle Busch and Cedric yeah. were in there. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Wallace made hit him too at the end. But it was just it was a bad wreck, and it was yeah. it was a pause there. It Was like, "Oh man, like." Yeah.
0: And then Kyle Busch didn't get out right away either. Yeah, for a second he got
1: dinged up. I think I saw a comment he got dinged up. He's fine. He got cleared from the medical center, but he did get dinged up too. But that was a that was a very vicious crash.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was, Whew. that was scary. But I, you know, that's these that's these races, and I, obviously you guys know who've listened for a while. I go back and forth on these, right? Like sometimes I get all. Been out of shape about uh, super speedway races and say, what are we doing here? You know, I'm going to kill somebody and all this stuff. And then sometimes it's like, you know what? I just accept that that's the the nature of it. Um, and I'm kind of on the accept that's the nature of it now. I mean, everybody knows what they're getting into. You know, uh, thankfully, these cars continue to show they're, they're safe. I mean, Brad Kozlowski, instead of going to the hospital, gets out and chucks his helmet at the car and... I mean these guys are walk away and it's it's uh, it seems miraculous and and hard to believe what you've just seen with your own eyes but keeps happening. I mean Ryan Newman we were doing this podcast a year ago and and grim and thinking man, you know, we don't even know if he's going to ever speak again or something or you know his condition and he was you know up there running up front before he got caught up in the first big wreck but you know, it's like that's that was kind of crazy stuff. Like, wow, a year later, this it's just anyway. I guess I'm just sort of accepting that the cars are safe enough that you can sort of put up with the risk, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, I hate to say that and jinx something, but you know,
1: it's an argument that you know it's been had done many times, and you know how are you going to change this kind of racing? And I think you, really the only thing you can do to change this kind of racing is, well, I guess two things: is one is do something with the engines. And, you know, throttle response and that kind of thing. But that's just not going to happen. The second thing is is change the tracks themselves. And that, again, is not going to happen. So you just kind of have to shrug your shoulders and just say it is what it is. Thankfully, you know, a few years ago, there was a rash of cars really getting airborne, you know, into the fence and just these really massive wrecks where you thought, oof, you know. That, that isn't really the case anymore, thankfully. So it, it is. I mean, it is It's just it is a byproduct of this racing, and this racing isn't going to change.
0: Yeah. Well, um, the result, the end result is Michael McDowell, Daytona 500 champion. He drives through the wreck. Uh, he said he, you know, the wreck, you know, Logano and, and Kozlowski clear in front of him. And he sees the opening, and then he sees Chase Elliott start to come up. And he said, as quickly as he could, he got up in front of Chase Elliott um, to stall his momentum, just enough because just that enough. light
1: just flipped on just as he was doing that. Because if that would have gone another three seconds, Chase Elliott wins this race.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so it worked out. I mean, I, you know, again, you'd say shocking, but
1: I don't think it's. I mean, it's not, it's it's an upset. But it's not an upset. Um, he's good in these races. Front row is is good at building these kind of cars. And, and Ford puts a lot of commitment from top to bottom in these kind of races. And they put a lot of emphasis on working together that we saw today. And there's a reason why they continually do well in these things. So I, I think it's a bigger story is what this means for front row and the fact that this is a team that we've talked about is had some issues finding sponsorship. They they lost. You know, John Hunter Nemechek left the team, and that put a hole in them with sponsorship. Matt Tift a couple of years ago with his health issues that put a big dent in the they on their side too. And they've they've had some ups and downs. And there's some questions about their viability going forward. And all of a sudden, they win the Daytona 500 and Michael McDowell's in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't see winnings anymore, right? But no. we know you know the Daytona 500. You would think pays a couple million. Yeah. I would think yeah, for sure Um, so that's huge first of all Um, second of all the the points fund playoff money at Mm -hmm. the end of the year I mean he's guaranteed I mean now you assume you know I guess not guaranteed you assume he's gonna finish top 30 in points and which I think you know he finished 23rd in points last year yeah Um, so I think he's gonna be fine he's gonna finish in the top 30 in points and I don't think there's gonna be more than 16 winners personally um, you know, that yeah. it's very I'd unlikely, agree that. very unlikely. Uh, there's, there's parody, but there's not that much parity, So I, I can't see that. So I think he's, we can safely say he's in the playoffs and the fact that he's going to f- guarantee finish top 16, that's another huge boost, mm-hmm. like you said, to front row. So um, it'd be very interesting, you know, and this is something we, we talked about, you know, before the season a little bit, but you know, the teams that, We're gonna build new cars for the playoffs, or just run stuff out with this the current generation car. You would think, you know, front row of all people, just be like, yeah, we'll just use our old cars. Yeah, we're we're looking ahead to twenty twenty two. We're not going
1: to be buying resources, you know, all right. And now it's like, oh,
0: well, wait a minute. (laughs) Now we
1: got to change our inventory a little bit. You start thinking about the fact that there's Talladega and the Roval in the playoffs in round two. Those are two tracks where McDowell's pretty good at. So.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing you have to think about, right? It's not just about okay, you know, can McDowell make it out of the first round? That'll be something that we all talk about. Oh, can he get to the second round or something like that, right? But that doesn't matter ultimately. You know what I mean? Because only the final four are locked in on points, and everybody else who's eliminated from the playoffs can get anywhere. You know, they get up Mm -hmm. to fifth in points. So. When you say, okay, Taldeg and Roval, we say, you know, p- listeners might say, well, that's not – it doesn't matter because those aren't in the first round. No, not necessarily that because he can get the points out of those. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are they, – they'll be looking to get as high as they can because those are – the money difference when you get up higher in the points is pretty significant. So if he can even get, you know, 12th in points versus 16th in points, I think that's pretty significant. I mean, considering how much sponsorship matters to them and stuff. So – um, this is a big – I mean, this is really significant. The, and
1: the ramifications of this are fascinating because, you know, we, we did our playoff predictions earlier this well, week. Well, we're already wrong. I was getting – well, we yeah. are, we're already wrong. We only differed on one guy. I had Tyler Reddick in and you had – Kurt Busch. Kurt, I, yeah, you're right, Kurt Busch. And it seemed kind of clear cut. And now this is – you know you, you kind of start thinking, like, who's going to – you know who, how does this impact – who does this impact – who well, yeah, we, out. we
0: at least at the very least know the 16th place guy in points is yeah. out, and it probably I'm sure it'll move up for sure. More there's Absolutely. gonna be more upsets, road courses, um, you know, a dirt track. I mean, there's there's gonna be wild stuff, right? Um, two more super speedways before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot. To, uh, this is gonna be a very very interesting year, I think. Um, so we'll just we'll just see. I I I, I still. I really can't picture there being more than 16 winners, though. That just is so unlikely with the amount of parity that – Yeah. yeah. You know, or, sorry, with the with the lack of parity with the top teams, I should say. Um, you know, when you have a guy like Kevin Harvick win nine races in a year and Denny Hamlin and, you know, those guys hog a lot of wins. So it, – but it's – there's definitely a chance. I mean, Michael McDowell could win another road course or oh, something. Oh, that's and, the inter- – you know?
1: we, we've talked about this in our roundtable we did a few weeks ago when front row kind of finalized its driver lineup for this year with with Anthony Alfredo. And I made the point of, you know, Chicago, Michigan, tracks that front row is really at a competitive disadvantage at are are being reduced. Those those intermediate tracks where they're just not competitive and you're adding more road courses, well, that's Michael McDowell's wheelhouse. Yeah. And you can just get good finishes there. Not even you have to finish top 10, just top 15 you're you know you start adding up points he's he's got a chance here to do some things and you never know
0: well and and you know you can even go for like some stage wins yeah be aggressive and you know get some playoff points i mean we had guys uh we saw people make the playoffs who had zero playoff points right you know what i mean and so we know mcdowell has at least five now (laughs) already so it's yeah there's a lot of layers to this it's it's very interesting um, so Jordan, uh, I, I don't know if, if you want to roll into this already, but, um, you know, how, how are people going to view this race? How are people going to vote in the, was it a good race poll? Cause I think it's an overall negative yeah. sentiment, but I don't think it'll be like below 50% or anything. Um, by the way, I, I did win the first
1: congratulations race. to you. Thank that you. That is awesome your new attitude is so so wonderful happy for you it makes me want to
0: punch you right in the face this fake attitude so violent yes well i mean worry
1: about you anyway um i think you make a good point i mean the the rain was the delay five hours and change that's tough A lot of single file racing. I think the
0: single file really did it for people, you know, especially the people waited out the rain delay and they get back and they just see these guys running up up against the wall. And then even late in the race until the last, like literally the last lap,
1: (laughs) the last corner, the last lap. Yeah. I
0: mean, you're, you're not making a move and I think people just don't feel the payoff is there. And then it doesn't even finish under green. Right. So, you know, it's people are, this is obviously not, not the best Daytona 500. Um, I'm, I'm happy they got it in uh, but I but. wasn't
1: actually displeased watching it I thought it was a fascinating watch because I love the strategy element I love the the dynamics of when to pit how do you pit I thought it was good I thought the the action was actually pretty good because there were some moments where you're like whoa this is you know this is tense so I I, I personally don't think it was a bad race. Right. was it the most exciting Daytona 500 ever no but they're not all going to be um, and I was actually remark. I was really impressed with what Denny Hamlin did, like him being able to dominate like this and this kind of racing. Yeah, that's a testament to his ability. And I think you, you know, unfortunately, it's probably not going to get recognized. But
0: gosh, was it was it maybe the stage three restart where Dylan, I think, was leading or something, and Hamlin just went up and just passed him completely on his own. Like, yeah. came up behind him, got a draft off him, side drafted off him. And just went around him and just sailed away. And it was just like, oh, how does he do this? It's that's really, he's truly talented at these Mm -hmm. tracks. It's pretty crazy.
1: And we talked about last week, but there's just, there's these group of guys Logano's in that mix, McDowell's in this mix, Keslowski. There's a reason they continually run up front in these races. They're just good at it. And I throw Bubba Wallace in that mix too, because we're starting to see it more out of him now too in these races. Um, finished second in 2018 in the 2018 Daytona 500. Finished fifth last year at Daytona in the, in the the summer race. He's starting to really do well, and he had a really good shot tonight too. And there was a time there I was like, it looked like he he might be a player. And if he was up front, you know, he was going to be aggressive.
0: So how do you, how do you want to do this on the Was it a good race poll? Uh, we had a I, and I can't I didn't get their Twitter name down, but they had uh, tweeted and and they said you know. What you should do is you should have the person who won the poll uh, go first and name a number and then the other person guesses over or under yeah, each week but you, uh, you uh, want whatever to you s- want to do I'm just excited oh, uh, any
1: modifications gosh. or tweaks we can do to this to, to make this funner I mean is oh it, is, I don't gosh. know if it could be any more funner but I'm just I'm just along for the ride and so happy to participate in this with you.
0: You know our listeners know you well. Jordan, they know you better than this. They know you're being a total phony about this. So don't even try to pass this off as you, you love. I mean, it's just, Oh, just disgusting. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm just going to guess a number then. Perfect. Uh, I think I'm going to say, I don't know why. I think I'm for some reason, the number that jumps out is 68%. Gosh, that almost feels slow, but no, I I don't know. I, I think it's, I'm feeling like it's going to be in the 60s for some reason. I'm going to say 68. percent
1: You're cringing. That's a really good guess, Jeff, and I'm glad that you. I'm um, congratulations on picking a great number. Damn it! Um, I was going to pick 68 or right around there. Um, Were you really? Yeah, I was thinking. Well, that's that. okay. So this is no, no. I'm, a, I'm actually or thinking or? about this now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 71. I don't know why. It Just sounds great. So, but it's okay. If I lose, I lose. No big deal. I always got next week. Well. I'll say 71.
0: All right. So 71 for you, 68 for me. Um, well, it's going to be interesting from here on out, Jordan, because um, you're staying down here. Um,
1: yep. Daytona road course next week. Daytona road course. That'll be interesting.
0: Uh, I need to get back home now, like <laughs> in a few hours, because uh, we could have baby coming anytime the next have fun with that month here. I mean, it's going to be next month, but... You know our first baby came three weeks early so uh you i'm just like i feel like it it could be any time so i won't see you again for quite a long time yeah i don't know we were kind of talking about
1: that who knows when
0: yeah i mean it was it was this last time was a year uh hopefully it won't be that long hopefully we'll all be next time i see you hopefully we'll all be vaccinated and be back to normal in a normal world or something but uh, yeah, just for our just for our listeners uh, who want to know the plan, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be gone for on on parental leave coming up when the baby comes. So I don't know what we're gonna do with the podcast, but I won't be on it.
1: All I know so. is it's gonna be a month straight of me winning the poll.
0: <laughs> Are you gonna ask your ask yourself to guess and then? You'll I'm going to win regardless,
1: baby. <laughs> Four straight wins for this guy.
0: What if there's a guest
1: host? They're not allowed to vote.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Well, man, I mean, I, I, I feel like there's, you know, we've been talking for a half hour, but I don't know. I'm, I'm so loopy at this point now. It's after... Uh,
1: McDowell did clear inspection, by the way.
0: 4.15. Oh, that's good. That's good. Boy, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine if we had checked our phones and... And it was like, oh, McDowell failed inspection. I would have said something. I mean, this was, this he, we got the email
1: like, a little bit ago, but he did pass.
0: Woo, woo. Uh, well, that's that's a relief for uh. for us not having to redo this.
1: I say I was going to say something too. Is I was in the garage, or not in the garage because we don't get to go in the garage. But I was mm-hmm. overlooking the garage and the dynamic and the Penske. You had Cindric's car, you had Logano's car, and you had Keslowski's car. All three of them wrecked on that last corner Wow. and and Blaney wrecked earlier and Blaney record
0: erect earlier. That's good. Oh, wow. Wow. Oof.
1: Um, and, and Brad's frustrated. I mean, Brad was frustrated. I mean, he's, this is a race he's never won before. And you could, you know, you could tell in his voice and I caught him for like a quick second. We had a quick exchange and Oh really? Yeah. I mean, he was, is it, that what you put in your article? Yeah. But it, it was just, it was literally like a quick high buy kind of thing. And, but he, he was, he was nice, but he was, you could tell like the, you know, he was frustrated. And it was, and Logano, the one thing I learned too, or I saw was just, Logano just kept staring at his car. Like, it was almost like he was kind of processing, like, everything that happened and, like, kind of how it, like, all went from, <laughs> I might win the Daytona 500 again, or maybe I'm going to finish, you know, top five, mm. to, I'm sitting here, my car's wrecked, and my teammate may or may not be mad at me. And I don't, you know, that's going to be interesting to see.
0: Those guys have an interesting dynamic because yeah. it seems like they're, friends and they hang out at times but then there's like it seems like tension at times because they they run into each other at times so
1: Yeah, I mean you know I mean Joey's been very open like Brad was very instrumental in getting him over to Team Penske. It was if I'm not mistaken it was Keselowski went to Roger and management and said, "Hey, this is a guy we need. If we want stability with the 22 team, this is a guy you got to bring in." And they did and you know Joey look where Joey's at um, but they're both aggressive drivers they're both willing to kind of accept the consequences for those being aggressive and they're in yeah it's it's interesting to see and i think they're and it's it's one of the few teams in the garage too where there's no clear one you know this isn't a Stuart Haas where it's kevin harvick mm-hmm. this isn't mm-hmm. even a, a hendrick where i think it's fair to say i mean even with kyle larson there, i think chase is chase is the defending champion i mean you know and this is it's, it's one a and one B it's not a, and I don't know who the one A is.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. It's a really interesting point. So yeah, if you guys, uh, man, we, we really tried hard, uh, the speed weeks on the athletic. I got to tell you guys, we'd love for you to subscribe. If you don't already, that'd mean a lot to us. Cause we, we wrote, we wrote our butts off, I guess. Um, I'm most proud of my, uh, Mike Helton profile. Uh, and, Jordan's most proud of his um, piece for 20 years after Dale senior's death, where he talked to all the reporters who were there that day. Um, Really good, good, good piece that I recommend you check out. Um, And then uh, you have a sidebar on, on Penske from tonight. And then I wrote a little analysis of uh, Michael McDowell and looking back at his career and all the sort of struggles he's been through. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, he's, he's a journeyman guy who's had to grind, you know, so Mm -hmm. I I wrote about that. So check out our stuff. And of course we have lots more to come. Um, and I'm sure you guys have noticed here in your podcast feed on the teardown, uh, the 12 questions popped in with Joey Logano last week, and I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I'm excited to tell you that I taped three more 12 questions in person here in Daytona. So I'm going to be rolling those out over the next three weeks they are with uh, Chase Briscoe, Corey LaJoy, and Tyler Reddick, and um, man, I had fun talking to those guys. You're almost giddy to talk to people in person again. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh my gosh! And we did it. I could have to tell you. I mean, totally safely, socially distanced, masked. I have a long microphone cord. Gave them hand sanitizer even after they touched the microphone.
1: So um, there'll be no complaints.
0: Well, I don't know about complaints, but. <laughs> Um, anyway, so uh I was told I was told maybe I shouldn't do that again, so i was it was a recommendation. No,
1: I thought there was through the fence, right? Huh No't no the fence or the you can't do it in the garage either or?
0: yes, don't 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 do any in person stuff is what I was recommended. But uh, you know, no problem with that because I don't think we're gonna have this access again for for a while. A while. You know, uh, we're this, we, we've been in the fan zone in the infield here. NASCAR is not gonna be able to do that. This was an exception. Yeah. Uh, you know, now they're gonna go to a lot of one day shows, and it's gonna be like how last year was, where there's no reason for for the media to be down there for drivers to come in for a while. So no complaints. Uh, there, there won't be, uh, there won't be this anyway for a while. But I stocked up uh, before I got the good list of questions too. put on that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm optimistic about it this year. So anyway, um, you know what, Jordan, it's, uh, getting toward sunrise time probably. So, uh, we're going to wrap this up here, but thank you guys for, for listening and thank you for all your support. Um, we really do appreciate you and, uh, everyone who listens here. So, um, Man, I guess uh, you'll you'll be here right in the media. Oh, no, not in the media center, but nope. somewhere at this track property up in the press box or something. Uh, next week when we talk about Daytona Road Course and I'll be back in Colorado. Hopefully not with a second kid yet. So hopefully everything will just be normal and we will talk to you next time on The Teardown.